Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing for the singing of our national anthem. Brexit means Brexit. My administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. I first came to Canada in 1999 and quickly as a Brit fell in love with, at least to my understanding and to, to my eyes, the kind of British sense of being in North America. It's somewhere which is uniquely placed for a Brit to feel at home, but also for an American to feel at home. As I said, I've been coming here for some 20 years and I've not done a show about Canadian politics. So I thought being as it's Canadian Thanksgiving this week, I'd sit down with my Canadian family and ask them a few questions about politics in their own land considering that next week we have the Canadian election. So has Trudeau been seen to have done a good job? I think overall I would say yes. Depends on who you're asking, I think. But some people are, you know, naturally don't like anything he does. It's the same as yeah. any other He's just a drama teacher. Yeah. What does he know about running a country? Well, like that's well, the narrative. And when there is so much of a stink about Trudeau in blackface, I said... That's like 20 years ago when a lot of people were going to costume parties. Oh, and it, sure. was, it was so... It was so... They're common. trying so hard. Yeah, I thought they, 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 their whole yeah. marketing scheme is yeah. just like... I thought... Justin Trudeau's You know horrible. what? That's yeah. right. That made me say, if you're going to be like Trump, I'm definitely voting for Trudeau now because of that. I mean, just, it was just an on issue. Big stretch, it was yeah. so long ago and mm. who the hell gives a shit because... People did that in that day. I mean, sure. we dressed up as geishas, as Indians, as whatever, you know, with cowboys. It was stuff that now today... This is how the Conservative Party so does their... The question is, everyone focuses on the Trudeau or the schneer. Schneer, <laughs> yeah. Reddit, Paul Snyder, um, <laughs> etc. But did you get this they message? are only the heads oh, he of their... Oh, no. Parties. Oh, the respect. Yep. What does it matter? They're the heads. What is the party doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, 
that's what freaks me out. I don't understand. Uh, today I'm speaking to Laura Babcock, um, who is a voice on Canadian radio and it kind of specialises in politics. Uh, Laura, um, the rest of the outside world um, doesn't know an awful lot about Canadian politics. We know where Canada is on the map, it sits somewhat north of America. And we know that uh, you have a charismatic and handsome uh, Prime Minister who has a, a famous father. But apart from that, I think the rest of the world is somewhat uh, blank about Canadian politics. Um, how do you think Justin Trudeau? How do you think the average Canadian thinks that Justin Trudeau has done over the last uh, four years? I think a lot of Canadians are disappointed, not so much in his ability to follow through on policies, although he has had some promises that he hasn't fulfilled on. But I think people have been disappointed by the way that he's handled some scandals over the last year, because the Trudeaus, as you mentioned, they are a famous brand in this country. Uh, Pierre Trudeau, our current prime minister's father, was a very popular prime minister. He was accredited with really opening up Canada to immigration. Uh, he believed strongly in human rights and the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in this country. And so the Trudeau brand is one that it's almost like royalty here. And so for Justin Trudeau to have been caught in a scandal about how he treated some of his female cabinet ministers, uh, because as you know, he puts himself out there as a feminist. That was a rather large scandal earlier this year called the SNC-Lavalin affair. Uh, and he seemed to have weathered that, but then the scandal came forward that he had multiple images of himself in blackface. And while he has apologized for it, I think most Canadians are disappointed that he would would uh, do that with the blackface and the way that he's treated both both women and indigenous peoples in this country. So he's been off brand. Former U.S. President Barack Obama has chosen a horse in the 2019 Canadian election race. He tweeted his support for liberal leader Justin Trudeau, saying, I was proud to work with Justin Trudeau as president. He's a hardworking, effective leader who takes on big issues like climate change. The world needs his progressive leadership now, and I hope our neighbors to the north support him for another term. The endorsement comes as the top three federal leaders visited Quebec. La Belle Province's 78 seats are critical to any party hoping to win the election. We need Quebecers to stand strong against those voices across the country and around the world that don't understand how to build a better future. Do you think that basically Justin Trudeau could only ever fall off his lofty, I'm incredibly woke perch? He did, he did seem to be every liberal, I mean liberal in the widest sense of the word, not just liberal voter, but every worldwide liberal's kind of, kind of dream when he first uh, became prime minister, didn't he? Absolutely. In fact, there was a, a great article in a U.S. publication that said the woke will always break your heart. <laughs> and Trudeau really did come on the world stage. Uh, he was sort of coming off of the Obama bromance that he had. And I think a lot of people looked at him and thought, oh, he's going to be up there uh, with the G7. He's going to be the guy who will promote progressive ideals. And, and very much that is what Canadian politics have mostly been. The Liberal Party that he leads has been in power the most. There tends to be in Canadian politics, a progressive, uh, a very robust progressive zeitgeist, if you will. And so while we've had some cons 
Conservative prime ministers over the years, mostly Canadians, tend to be socially liberal, very progressive, maybe some fiscal conservative, uh, you know, uh, leaders at different points. But really, when Trudeau emerged on the world stage, I think that there was this kind of collective sense. So it's good to have a charismatic progressive there with the world leaders. And that may form a strategic voting decision in the election that's coming up very soon in our country, because as people are looking at the world stage and what's happening with Trump and the impeachment and with Brexit and everything else, they may choose to keep Trudeau there because he does form that kind of contrast. So that'll be an interesting consideration for Canadian voters. There's some kind of talk that there could well be a coalition between the Liberals and the New Democratic Party. So tell us about the New Democratic Party. What are their policies? Which part of Canada are they particularly strong in? And tell us about Jagmeet Singh. Well, it's a very interesting question because Jagmeet Singh is uh, the new leader of the New Democratic Party. They had a very charismatic leader who uh, passed away um, several years ago and they tried to um, put in another leader, didn't quite make it very well in the last election. And so in this election, Jagmeet Singh became their leader. He is the first racialized leader uh, on the world, on the Canadian stage. And w- what's been interesting about that is while the campaign itself has been rather lackluster and they were almost falling into fourth party status for the first time federally behind the, a party called the Greens that are really emerging, mm-hmm. uh, Jagmeet Singh had some really breakout moments when he was faced by racists on the campaign trail, handled them beautifully. It went viral. And when Justin Trudeau's blackface scandal came out, Justin uh, Jagmeet Singh really distinguished himself as a leader. He took the high road. Uh, and so because of that, there's been this real upswing in their popularity. Now, before NDP leader Jagmeet Singh stepped onto that stage tonight, he was thrown into a public debate right out of the blue. A man told him to cut off his turban to look more Canadian. As Jugmeet Singh met with Quebecers at a Montreal market, one man gave the NDP leader some unwelcome campaign advice. You cut your turban off and you put a little, you look like a Canadian. Oh, I think Canadians look like all sorts of people. That's the beauty yeah, of Canada. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't agree, in, sir. In Rome, you do as a Roman. Hey, but this is Canada. You can do like whatever you like. All right. Thank <laughs> Thanks. I hope you're this happened right after Singh was asked about racism he's encountered. I've faced that my whole life. I grew up in, in Windsor and Toronto and St. John's, Newfoundland, Labrador. And we've got beautiful communities that are welcoming and loving. But in all those communities, there's also been systemic racism uh, that's existed across Canada. Singh is being praised for his poise facing prejudice. I think it's ridiculous, honestly. I really do think that Canadians are just Canadians. And I think it's just racism, flat out. This woman also says Singh should remove his turban because it would create more social harmony. Singh's identity presents a challenge other leaders don't face. But tonight, his message to Canadians is, celebrate who you are. We all belong. Now, there might be not be enough runway for the NDP, the New Democratic Party, to make too many gains because it was late in the election. And that's when Jagmeet Singh floated out the idea that he would support a Trudeau liberal government, anything to block the Conservatives. That, of course, uh, might have been pragmatic for the NDP. 
but it was not good for Justin Trudeau. And so Trudeau has been trying to push back against that, saying, no, no, liberal majority, he's not interested in that coalition. The reason that he has to say that, of course, is that by saying that there might be a coalition government between the sort of centrist Trudeau liberals and the NDP under Jagmeet Singh means that it might be too much of a progressive socialist agenda for some Canadians. And so you have the conservative leader, Andrew Scheer, really running with that ever since Jagmeet floated the idea. doesn't matter how many times Trudeau says he's not interested, you've got the Conservatives saying, oh, be be afraid, be afraid of a liberal-fronted government that's really an NDP agenda, and the NDPs are much more progressive on a number of different policy items. Uh, so the Conservatives are using that as a bit of a fear tactic. Okay, so let's go on to Andrew Scheer. Um, he is the Conservative leader. He's been leader since 2017. Um, what are the, where exactly in Canada are the Conservative Party strong? And uh, give us some of their kind of core policy positions. Yeah, so the Conservative Party are very strong in Alberta, of course, uh, because of the oil sands and, and how critically important a petrol economy is to that province. And uh, you, Alberta has not been a fan of Trudeau, even though Trudeau did end up buying a pipeline. He's been sort of all over the map in terms of supporting the pipelines to get that that oil out to market. Uh, so the Conservatives have a real strong base of support there in Alberta. They are doing fairly well across the prairies, depends on which province, but they tend to have a lot of strength there. Where they are weak is in Quebec, uh, and Trudeau liberals were doing really well in Quebec, but the Bloc Québécois, which is just a provincial party, maybe, but also runs on the federal, it's a little complicated in Canada, but the Bloc Québécois are giving the Trudeau liberals a run for some of their seats in Quebec. Uh, so really what the Conservative government needs to do is to try to make inroads into the vote-rich area around Toronto and Ontario. There's a lot of population there. There's a potential maybe not for a lot of conservative votes in the main downtown Toronto area, but out further in the suburbs that surround Toronto, they can try to make some gains there and in rural Ontario. They really need to do well in Ontario if they're going to have any chance, the conservatives of forming a minority or even potentially a majority government, which looks unlikely at this point. And to your question earlier about the NDP, their support really is quite scattered across the country. They haven't really been able to uh, create a strong base of support under Jagmeet meet Singh, but they might be pulling some progressive votes away from the Trudeau Liberals across the country. Okay, so let us just try and understand the kind of typical voter of those three principal parties, the Liberals, the Conservatives, and the New Democratic Party. So let's paint with a broad brush, let's stereotype. Who is my typical Canadian Liberal voter? Where do they live? Who are they? Sure. They tend to be more urbanites uh, in the larger cities, most of which, of course, in Canada are along the U.S. border. And the liberal voter in Canada tends to be somebody who is open to immigration. So the liberals distinguish themselves in this election by wanting 350,000 immigrants annually, which is up from even their very high level. They want to bring in more refugees. So they tend to be very pro-immigration, which goes back to that Trudeau brand. They also tend to be very progressive on social causes, very pro-LGBTQ, uh, you know, which you would assume from a social progressive. But then mm -hmm. they tend to not be quite as progressive in terms of their fiscal policies. So while they are making steps towards national pharmacare, they're not all into it like the NDP might be. So the, the typical liberal voter is someone who is socially progressive uh, and tends to be a little bit more fiscally conservative than you would get from the 
the NDP. The new Democratic Party, the NDP under Jagmeet Singh, tend to be fully progressive, both fiscally and in terms of their social policies. They're advocates for uh, having full pharmacare, dental care. Uh, so they, they push very much towards the left end of the spectrum. You've got the Conservative government in Canada, which might not be as conservative as in some other countries. Uh, you know, they're not sort of full-out Republican, as you might see down in the United States, and they're not as anti-immigration, maybe, uh, or as controversial as you might see with the Trumpist in the U.S., but they do uh, they do want to limit immigration. To, they do want to um, make it more about individual tax breaks than bigger social programs. They are in favor, of course, of the, getting the oil out, the oil sand. The Conservatives have billed this as one of their larger policy announcements for the early stages of the campaign. Andrew Shear visited a home in Surrey, British Columbia, to introduce a new universal tax credit. Shear says a two-income family would save about $850 a year under this plan that would see the lowest income bracket rate reduced. Right now, it's at 15%. When fully implemented in four years, that rate would drop to about 13.75%. With a price tag of about $6 billion in lost revenue a year when fully up and running, Scheer suggested he would make cuts to certain Liberal programs to implement this change. It's no secret that we don't agree with some of the wasteful Liberal spending, like the $250 million that they put into the Asian Infrastructure Bank, building roads and bridges in other countries. As I said, in the coming days, we'll be showing Canadians exactly how we're going to protect core services, balance the budget, and lower taxes. The conservative in Canada is somebody who, as their own slogan says, you know, it's about more for you. It's about that sort of individual advancement, whereas you've got the liberal campaign forward together, looking at more of a progressive collective kind of idea. So it, they fall along the what you would assume to be the normal spectrum of, of really center right, center and center left. They're not particularly extreme. There are there is a party that has just joined the Canadian election that is more extreme on the right wing and has been causing, causing a lot of consternation and controversy uh, and even incidents of racial violence across the country because of some of their anti-immigration um, billboards and some of their policies. So it has been a much more of a roiling debate in the country this election than we've seen in the past. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so we have another three parties for uh, for us to understand us being the outside world. So we have the Black Quebecar, the Greens, and the People's Party. So let's start with the you describe them as the regional party. They're a provincial party, but obviously they play out on the uh, national federal stage. So uh, tell us about the uh, Black Quebecar. Uh, what are their aims uh, specifically in in this election? Yeah, so the Black Québécois, where it gets a little different in Quebec, of course, is that uh, Quebec, um, uh, part of Canada, but there has often been a party in Quebec at the federal level that supports separation. That's sort of, sort of the, the natural position of a party like the Bloc Québécois. And uh, so they have different policies around immigration. They very much want Quebec to have more control from federal policies. That's sort of standard with a, a party that runs on the, the separatist uh, plank in Quebec. The thing with the bloc that's making it appealing is that on a number of fronts, uh, people in Quebec like its policies. And so Trudeau is really in a fight for some of those liberal seats from the bloc, taking them in Quebec. Um, so as we know, in Quebec, there have been several refer- referendums on separation. They haven't gone through, but they've been nail biters for the country and, and maybe for the world. Uh, and so that's that's the dynamic with the bloc. And you'll see the bloc on certain federal uh, debate stages because they do represent a lot of potential votes in Quebec. And it, Quebec and Ontario have most of the votes in the country. And so if the bloc takes a lot away from the governing Liberals, for instance, and that reduces Trudeau's options to get a majority. So they have a powerful role within the picture. The Green Party was tracking um, pretty successfully, mostly on a plank of climate change. They tend to be more fiscally conservative in their policies, but they are uh, very ambitious around reducing, you know, climate um, the climate emergency, as they would phrase it. And so they were doing well, but the NDP under Jagmeet Singh, ever since the Trudeau blackface scandal, has really come back into its third party traditional status. So the Greens probably won't form much uh, of an opposition. They might get a few seats across the country because of their climate change plank, which is a very important part of this election. It's one of the ballot questions is how to deal with climate change. And then you have the Canadian People's Party, which was started by the person who was number two in the conservative leadership. So Maxime Bernier was a longtime conservative. He didn't get the he lost to Andrew Scheer in the leadership race. And so he started his own party. And it's more of a populist party, uh, stronger uh, on preventing immigration or at least reducing immigration targets. But part of the problem with his Maxime Bernier's party is that his own personal tweets uh, have been controversial and uh, everything from his criticism of Greta on climate change to some of his comments on immigration and some of the third party support billboards that have gone up around the country and were taken down because of people opposing the message about anti-mass immigration. So it is uh, it is created um, a very complex debate in Canada on this election and racism and immigration has come much more to the front because of the advent of 
this party and also having Jagmeet Singh as the first racialized leader running. And we've seen really for the first time uh, graffiti on signs of both the NDP and the liberals from on coast to coast, things like swastikas and other sorts of things and, and um, some violence that has broken out at different places where Maxime Bernier was speaking, for instance. So it's uh, it's added a different a different note to this election. And it will be interesting if that doesn't end up supporting Jagmeet Singh, um, because Jagmeet has had to deal with racists on the campaign trail, as I mentioned. It kind of sounds uh, incredibly un- un-Canadian uh, to, to hear of that that level of a kind of racial animus. You know, we uh, I think if any if we know anything about Canada, is that you people here are generally quite nice to each other. Yes, it is abnormal, and it is. Uh, there were some themes of it that were emerging in the last election when Stephen Harper's government uh, was getting a real challenge from Trudeau. And one of the things that came out around the Thanksgiving holiday was an idea for a uh, sort of a um, call in line for to report barbaric cultural practices, which many people saw as a desperate dog whistle to white supremacists. And we had Stephen Harper use words like old stock Canadians and that that turn towards more pernicious uh, racial, uh, you know, tropes and dog whistles was really roundly rejected and allowed Justin Trudeau with his sunny ways campaign to really grab a majority. Uh, This time around, because people are less enthusiastic about Trudeau uh, and we're seeing the Canadian People's Party bring in even more directly some of those white supremacist ideas, uh, even though they would disavow that themselves, uh, if you, um, you know, you can certainly see some supporters of their party or at least of their ideology come from groups that support white supremacy uh, and anti-immigration. So it it does feel to a lot of Canadians very un-Canadian, but there's also our proximity to the United States and some people wiser than I have noted over the years that what happens in the U.S. eventually tries to come across the border. It eventually seeps into our popular culture. And so this might be in response to the empowerment of some of those white supremacists and that those um, nativist ideas that we've seen in the Trump administration getting some ground here in Canada. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're dealing with that like we have with every issue that starts in the United States, whether it's the advent of more guns on our streets or when it was acid rain back in the 1980s, Canada is very close to the United States in so many cultural and economic ways. And, uh, and that might be a reason why we're seeing more of this racial animus in our country. Well, well, well let, let's hope that um, the People's Party um, is somewhat of um, a flash in the pan and uh, they get consigned to the dustbin of history. Um, one thing which um, could, potentially is not going to be consigned to the dustbin of history, but it, it is the question of separatism. And there's a couple of things I need to ask you, specifically about the Bloc Quebecar. Number one... Um, Politically and economically, do they sit to the left of the Liberal Party in Quebec? Where exactly do they do they actually sit? 
Well, it's complicated. Uh, Quebec, I, I haven't lived there for a while, but I did grow up in that province. And they have different considerations than we would uh, sort of peg them on the nationals, um, you know, on the national spectrum in nationally in terms of our politics. So, for instance, in Quebec right now, there's a very controversial bill uh, that is looking at banning um, religious symbols, right, uh, such as niqabs and hijabs and things like that. Uh, and so it is it is being more repudiated by the other national leaders because the Bloc Québécois was on the national debate stage. And so Quebec has a, a different approach towards immigration. It has a different approach towards some of those issues that the rest of Canada uh, would not accept. Um, and so in terms of their, you know, one of the things that Trudeau did in the SNC-Lavalin affair that upset the rest of Canada mm. was that he protected a company in Quebec that had, you know, as many as 10,000 jobs that it was responsible for. So so the the Quebec Quebec issues themselves are quite distinct from um, the rest of the way that Canada kind of charts its politics. And you will see in Canada different separatist parties come up depending on the charisma of the leader, depending on whether or not they, that idea of Quebec having more control. And I mean, th that is basically the, the best way to summarize the policies of one of these separatist parties is it's about giving Quebec more control on federal policies. Uh, it's about Quebec having more decisions around health care spending, around its immigration targets, things of that nature. So where the bloc picks up steam or these separatist parties is when Quebec is dealing with things uh, like immigration or its economy, and it's looking for more kind of control around those issues. And would they be uh, much more sensitive to immigration because they want to protect the francophone nature of Quebec? Yeah, you get a sense that uh, there's a more of a natural sense of, of, if you will, nativism or a sense of almost xenophobia in Quebec. Uh, sometimes it can come through down to its language laws, and Quebec's very strict, even though there, we have two official languages in this country. In the campaign today, Quebec took center stage because the seats in this province aren't just up for grabs, they're also must-haves for either liberals or conservatives if they want a majority. The orange wave of 2011 saw the NDP capture 59 Quebec seats. The wave receded in 2015, but 14 new Democrats are still clinging on. It's been widely assumed that almost all of those 14 seats may be lost this time around. And both Liberals and Conservatives need to win some of them to have a real shot at a majority. Je ne suis pas comme les autres. But Jagmeet Singh has worked hard to overcome Quebecers' first impressions in a province where many recoil from religious symbols. And I wanted to make it clear in Quebec that, you know, despite maybe differences of appearances, uh, I share the same values. The debates also helped Singh, but even more importantly, they strengthened the Bloc Québécois. Many Quebecers felt Yves-François Blanchet was the winner, and today it was clear who Liberals see as their main rival in the province. There have been controversial laws in Quebec over the years about not even being able to use any English in signage. Um, so Quebec can feel at times quite extreme in trying to protect its distinct uh, society. You'll recall the distinct society clause was a, a big thing back in Canada during the Meech Lake negotiations. So there's always been a sense that Quebec considers itself to be very different from the rest of Canada. Although Trudeau, during the English language leaders debate, had a great moment 
moment when he said, you know, people in Quebec deserve the same as all Canadians because to me, Quebecers are Canadians. So he represents the voice of unity, uh, which resonates very well with many former English Quebecers who have moved to Ontario. So it gets a little bit complicated. But yes, there is a general sense that Quebec has always felt with its differences in its laws and its differences in its politics that it must always protect its heritage. And, and that is where sometimes it's at odds with the rest of Canada. And would the Black Rupert Corps have got strength from the um, Catalan votes for independence in Spain and, you know, the, the SNP in the UK, the fact that there is going to be another referendum within the next five years uh, in, in the UK for Scotland to become independent. Oh, do, you know, are the fortunes of this party not solely tied to, to the outside world and other separatist uh, kind of uh, campaigns, but do they take strength and sucker from that? I think that they do. I think that, um, you know, Canada, and maybe this is our own our own view, our own bias, but we tend to be more globally oriented than some other countries are, which is why to your comment about the dustbin of history for a nativist uh, party like the People's Party, uh, it doesn't seem to fit with Canada. We tend to be much more global in our perspective. For instance, one of the things that some of the parties, the Conservative Party and the People's Party want to do is, is reduce foreign aid uh, quite dramatically, you know, which doesn't, again, seem to be a very... Canada thing to do. So the idea that there are other countries that might successfully finally separate uh, those kind of movements would be watched carefully by the people in Quebec. Uh, there have been times where other leaders have supported Quebec uh, separatism, uh, other, uh, you know, a French leader years ago. So there, we are always connected. And I think that Quebecers in particular, if you have lived in Quebec, there, there are people from all over the world in Quebec. Uh, it's a, it feels to be a very diverse uh, province, especially in, in its urban centers, and it feels to be a very global place. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do draw some energy from possible other separations happening elsewhere in the world. Um, we've talked about Elizabeth May and the Green Party just a, a little bit, and you said that the NDP have taken probably taken some of their votes away in, in, in the campaign, if you look at the polls uh, to date. Um, Canada is at the forefront of uh, climate change. And I remember reading uh, an article that said the rate of climate uh, disruption is twice as fast in Canada as it is just about everywhere else uh, because of your proximity to, to the Arctic. Um, average Canadian voter, how much of a pressing issue are green concerns? I would say that the climate change has jumped up. Traditionally with Canada, healthcare would be at the top of our concerns. So immigration in the last election, of course, with the crisis in Syria was uh, a big topic at the ballot box. Uh, this year, I would suggest that it has become, if not the top one, right at the top, climate change. And that is in large part because of, as you said, our proximity to uh, the Arctic. It also has to, you know, we, we have so much fresh water in this country and we are so reliant on our natural resources. Uh, we have routinely been one of the top places in the world for quality of living. And so Canada takes it very seriously. We're very engaged with our outdoors and our, and our environment. And we're also very aware of... Uh, 
um, where we sit in the world and, and how vulnerable we might be to climate change. And so the Green Party, Elizabeth May, has always been thought of as a very well-respected leader. She knows her stuff. She's a great legislator. And so she has been effectively raising that. And of course, the Green Party's targets, they want to be much more ambitious, ambitious than the Paris targets were from the Paris Accord. The Liberal Party says, you know, that they want to beat those Paris targets. Uh, the Conservatives say that they'll get there, but they're not going to do it through the carbon tax that the Liberals put in place. And then you've got like the People's Party, Maxime Bernier, who doesn't believe that climate science, you know, climate change is affected by humans, so they're not going to do anything about it. And the NDP, of course, want to also uh, increase the targets that we've got towards this. So the Green Party has been a leading voice on climate change, but I think as people saw Jagmeet Singh's leadership come up uh, and sort of more people are interested in the NDP. They're also looking at the rest of the Green Party platform because, of course, they have a platform now that covers all kinds of issues. And so they they aren't as progressive on other issues. They tend to be even more conservative. So where they might have been getting some progressive votes because of climate change, now people, progressive climate change activists might be moving their votes towards the NDP or the Liberals because of the Liberals' promises around what they're going to do with those Paris targets. And then lastly, I've got to ask you, what is going to be the outcome of this election? It seems too close uh, to call if we're looking at the polls. Uh, one of the last polls that I saw has the Conservatives on 32.4%, with the Liberals at 318 and the NDP at 16 just under 17%. Um, what, what do you think is going to happen? And then what will, we, then what will be the course that Canada will, will wrote in the world for the next four years? I think it's likely to be a liberal minority. And the reason why I say that is that the Conservatives don't seem to have enough momentum behind Andrew Scheer, both his lack of charisma as a as an actual leader campaigner. He doesn't connect as easily as you would see in Trudeau or Jagmeet Singh or even Elizabeth May. So it's really based on a, a protest vote against the liberal policies and the liberal deficits. Uh, and so while they're in a statistical tie right now, it really favors the incumbent. Canadians have done this before when they get tired of a majority and they want to punish it a bit. They don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater, get rid of the leader entirely, but they do want to reduce them down to a minority. So I think that's quite likely. Also, you've got a lot of people in, in Ontario are going to strategically think with a very unpopular conservative premier in this province, do we really want to have a conservative prime minister? And, and oftentimes in Ontario, they look at that and they say, no, it's better to have a little tension there, not to have a full alignment. So that might really hurt Andrew Scheer trying to get the votes here in Ontario. So they're more likely to have a liberal minority. And what that pretends is that with Jagmeet Singh already saying that he'll work with the liberals, uh, it might be as it usually is in these kind of minority government situations, less of a coalition and more of a vote by vote decision. So more of a uh, wheeling and dealing to get the NDP support behind a particular policy. When when we have a when we have a full majority here in Canada in the parliamentary system as you know, that's tremendous power for the prime minister's office. They can pretty much do what they like, uh, whereas in a minority, they have to negotiate with the other parties. And if the if the NDP get enough seats, then you could see what looks like uh, the two progressive parties working together. And so the most progressive agendas will probably get through. And on the world stage, uh, if Trudeau is the prime minister, I don't know how much the world will care that he's in a minority position or a majority. They'll just see him as the figurehead for Canada for another four years. 
Uh, Laura Babcock, we have to thank you for coming on to Mid-Atlantic and being the font of all knowledge and wisdom when it comes to Canadian politics. You know, you've somewhat taken my breath away with your uh, encyclopedic knowledge and I don't think you even drew for breath in the, in the last 30 <laughs> minutes whilst you uh, uh, kind of explained the runners and the riders of Canadian politics. But if people want to um, follow you online and see you on TV, how exactly can they do that? Best ways to just follow me on Twitter at Laura Babcock. It's uh, where I post all the different uh, platforms and all the different shows that I do. So it's the best way to find the information. Fantastic. Laura Babcock, again, we thank you and we salute you. Uh, thank you for coming on to Mid-Atlantic and explaining to the rest of the world what exactly is going on with Canada's election in 2019. Thank you. My, my pleasure. Oh, God, you're good, aren't you? Crikey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I kind of love this stuff. Right? <laughs> Your first time in Canada, did you go up to the cottage then? Yeah, that? and that's it's, when I met Erin, and Erin yeah, said, you know Ireland. politics, yeah. do, you know, you, do you know who Pierre Trudeau is? And I went, yeah, I used to date his son, Justin. It's when we, uh, that, that's the same trip. That, yeah, no. that's the that's the same yeah. trip that we're Aaron talking about when we read Isaac when yeah. we listened to Isaac Asimov. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Um, Date his son? Yeah. Were you a no, like, her, Aaron? Aaron, her friend Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. I mean, the way he did date, yeah. I thought yeah. that was pretty too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> all good, but. <laughs> I just want to okay. give give thanks to my Canadian family who I love and cherish. Thank uh, you, and we love there and cherish you. I'm done. Clinky, clink, 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 clink. You betcha. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.